0: A Matter of Spirit is the quarterly justice journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the fall 2020 issue on COVID-19. Kelly Hickman, M.A.T.S., is a lifelong Catholic and third-generation Seattleite in her 30s. She is currently unemployed as her continued coronavirus symptoms prevent her from participating in full-time work. She previously served as the co-executive director of the Washington Bus, and prior to that spent eight years helping to direct the missions office of the Archdiocese of Seattle. She has been a member of the Amos Editorial Board since 2018. On Fire, The World and Me, by Kelly Hickman What can any artist set on fire but his world? Annie Dillard My skin is on fire. It became noticeable, intrusive, debilitating in early June. But I don't actually recall when it started. May? April? Had it been here all along? Since March? Maybe it had been since then. Time has become every possible thing this year. Rapid and difficult to track. Wasn't it just spring? Unhurried and exacting. How is it only 11 a.m.? Folded and virtual. Spacious with blurred edges. Steady and gentle. At the time of this writing, it has been nearly 30 weeks since I tested positive for the virus causing a global pandemic. While the body politic scrambles to adequately respond, My body is a scramble as its response. The skin on fire is only one of a myriad of neurological symptoms. Fatigue is another lingering symptom. A new friend. The other day I was so fatigued, it helps to keep using this in sentences, I find, that I was only able to stand for 10 or 15 minutes before needing to sit down. This, after no exertion really, I learned the hard way the consequence of a short bike ride, trying to run again, a moderate hike, days lost to fatigue, and needing to rest. Other symptoms persist as well, too many and uninteresting to name them all here. It is my skin on fire that I return to. Fire, like time, seems to have transformed into some multidimensional reality. Perhaps it was ever thus. There is my skin on fire, yes, and there is the menacing phrase, you're fired, which for some reason always feels appropriate, as it is belted out by a man with fire for hair, a president who spews fear and fans the flames of nationalism, bigotry, and hate. There's the fire of revolution that has taken hold of the American consciousness, Deeply emblazoned on our collective psyche in the form of a police precinct set on fire. As I write this, the air quality where I live in Seattle is indexed as unhealthy. The windows have been shut for days, followed by more days, due to smoke from wildfires throughout the western United States. Fire is painful and consuming, quick and absolute, rebellious and subversive, ravaging and devastating. As a person born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, I know something about fire ecology. Fires are part of the natural cycle of a forest. There's even fire-stimulated flowering, in which fire helps certain plants to re-sprout, flower, release seeds, and germinate. Fire can be necessary for new growth and renewal. Am I, or better, are we, being consumed and destroyed? Or are we somehow instead re sprouting and flowering? In her short work, Holy the Firm, Annie Dillard recollects watching a moth attracted to her candle flame. One night, a moth flew into the candle, was caught, burned dry, and held. And then this moth essence, this spectacular skeleton, began to act as a wick. She kept burning. The candle had two wicks, two flames of identical height, side by side. To say that fire is transformative feels like a preposterous understatement. Like the moth, I feel caught and held by illness, by quarantine by racial reckoning, by the transfixing horrors of our planet and society on fire. Like the moth wick, I, and my world, seem wholly unrecognizable. Wholly unrecognizable. Like a moth that becomes a wick. Like a god that becomes human, like a divine human when Christ emerged from the tomb in Mark's gospel, he appeared in a different form. In Luke, on the road to Emmaus, the disciples were kept from recognizing him. And in John's gospel, Mary Magdalene did not realize that it was Jesus. In the transfiguration, Jesus is described as dazzling and shining like the sun, and that his face changed. Maybe my skin and our world on fire are similarly transfiguring, bringing about something unrecognizable. The word recognize is derived from the Latin re, again, and cognoscere, to get to know, meaning know again, recall or recover the knowledge of, perceive an identity with something formerly known or felt. This time of quarantine, forced retreat, is forcing us to know ourselves as individuals, as communities, as global citizens, and as beloved by God. If the other side of this quarantine tomb time is unrecognizable, then are we not invited and challenged to prophetically imagine a radically new vision for ourselves, our community, our earth? This is the time for prophets and artists and dreamers and visionaries. This is a disturbing, chaotic, disordering time. We are being stripped bare of comfort and convention. May the fires of our time purify and bring us to truly recognize all that no longer serves humanity and creation, what needs to be torn down, burned down, die. My damaged cells will regenerate, but also my body self remains forever touched by coronavirus. In what ways will I be unrecognizable when the dust of transformation settles? Who am I becoming? Who are you becoming? Who will we be?